Hello and welcome to the SJ Chronicles. This is episode 51, I think. Um, it's Tuesday the 12th of September 2017, coming up to about 11.30 at night here in England, just wrapping up for another day. Today's been a, an interesting day, that's for sure. Um, just get straight to it, really, I think. In previous episodes, I've mentioned that in addition to the referral center project that I'm working on, um, we were also working on another opportunity that, um, you know, I think would have been would have been fantastic and, and very good for the referral center. It's difficult because I can't um, divulge really much about the opportunity and give much detail, which means that it's difficult in some ways to to bring you along on the conversation, but I'll do my best. Um, so essentially, the upshot is that it looks very much like that opportunity is not going to uh, manifest as hoped. Um, that seems to be where we're at today, and as things stand, no reason to to think that's going to change. And what's been interesting about it is two things. One is, I suppose, I, I've said in previous episodes about developing this ability to be, you know, detached emotionally from things and to try and view things essentially as an observer and objectively. So whenever anything that objectively is considered significant happens, I always, you know, like to um, check my response to that from a sort of self-awareness perspective, essentially to see how I'm doing um, from a detachment point of view. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine about what happened today, even though it's um, objectively a big, a big um, lost opportunity, let's shall we say. Um, but from a sort of point of view of what I think we could have done with that opportunity and what the ultimate vision could have been in that regard, you know, yeah, for sure, I think it's a shame. And hopefully one day we'll be able to share what the opportunity was and, and therefore explain why, you know, I think it could have been great. But emotionally and so on, I'm fine. Um, I spend a fair amount of time working on the project. My co-founder in the referral center has spent a lot more time actually in the last two or three weeks, including when he was meant to be on holiday. Um, so in that regard, you know, I do feel a bit guilty for that point of view because it was me that sort of instigated the project, if you like. But um, he was pretty magnanimous about it today as well. So, so it's all good in that regard. Um, what I should say is that you know, why Why has the project not gone forward as we anticipated it would? And the reason is, I, I have alluded to this in a previous episode, that um, in order for this project to go forward, um, it's not just about me and my co-founder in the referral center. There were a couple of other people involved as well. Um, and the upshot of it is, is that they have decided, you know, that they don't want to proceed down the path that we had agreed. Um and in essence, the reason is that, you know, in order to do that, they would have had to have foregone, foregone um, a significant payday at the moment and also taken on some further debt for a period of time. Now, that would have been for a period of time such that then if you fast wind, you know, some years, um, they would have been in a better situation, but they've obviously decided that they don't want to take that risk as it were and they want to just um, collect the payday now and you know I should say right here and now that this is in no way a um, a personal criticism of anybody um, everybody's got to make their own choices and whilst this is you know this is not a choice that I would have made 
um, by any means. And, you know, you can tell by my current situation that my risk tolerance in the conventional sense is, is really very high. Um, but, you know, they've got to make their own choices and everyone's got to make their own choices. And, you know, one of the things that I'm also trying to work on all the time is empathy and, you know, emotional intelligence and trying to put yourself in the position of other people, understand why they make the decisions that they make. And, you know, there's definitely no kind of ill feeling or hard feelings uh, around the way things have have manifested. I'm going to pick up after the interlude and um, share some further thoughts on this. So I was saying at the end of the last segment that this is in no way a personal critique, um, but really I just wanted to use today's experience as a jumping off board um, to talk a little bit about attitudes to money, attitudes to risk, um, vision, uh, belief, and, and all those kinds of things, um, which of course takes us right into the heart of entrepreneurship, right? So. I would have made a very different decision today to the individuals that we were working with on the project. Um, they're at different places in their lives. They've had a very different type of career, very much just worked as professionals, um, you know, and, and that's been their life. So it's no wonder in some ways that they're not willing to take on um, additional risk and uncertainty, albeit for a period of time. Um, because on the face of it, to me, what could have resulted from this project would have been a vision or is a vision that would have been fantastic and would be plenty motivation to, um, you know, to, to tell, tolerate that risk and so on. So I think it's a, it's a massive generalization to say that you can split people into two, but I think, you know, just for the purposes of discussion, let's just go with it. In some ways it resembles um, a little bit what Robert Kiyosaki refers to when he talks about, um, rich dad and poor dad, although I'm not sure that is entirely applicable, but it kind of, if you're not aware of that, then do look into it because it's sort of becomes a little bit of a thing where um, I think if you say to somebody or oh, that individual's a bit of a poor dad, I think you kind of understand what they mean. Um, and really it's sort of, you know, about this idea that there are some people who are very fearful, cannot tolerate risk, cannot tolerate uncertainty, um, will work hard, will, you know, try and save money and will try and follow sort of conditioned conventional paths and advice and so on. And well, kind of that'll be the sort of from a materialistic point of view, from a financial point of view, rather, that will be the kind of limitation of their lives. Often those sorts of people then do not ever have true financial freedom because, you know, they they limit their own capacity to for the opportunities that they're able to pursue and therefore they're never going to reach that state where they have lots of opportunities on the go lots of projects investments and ultimately you know financial freedom um and then there are other people who who sort of intrinsically in their in their very core in their very being you know that's the kind of life that they that aspire to so they will tolerate some uncertainty they'll develop their financial literacy They'll understand as much of what they're doing. They'll develop their own individual kind of risk tolerance. They'll learn to assess situations and, you know, will be willing to take chances, will be willing 
to tolerate the uncertainty, to do things that people on the other side of the fence would potentially sort of say are not very sensible and are too risky and are reckless and things like that. But those are often the people that go on to achieve the biggest and the greatest things because they have those visions and they're willing to tolerate the risk and the uncertainty. But it's not done with, um, you know, ignorance, right? It's done with self-education, financial literacy, or, and as well, I think it's probably fair to say, you know, using advisors that you trust and you trust entirely, who have skill sets and expertise that you don't, you don't have. And, you know, for, for my example, my referral center, you know, I took on a co-founder, um, in 2015, who, you know, has skill sets that I don't have, um, is an accountant by training, has done an MBA, has had some previous investments and, you know, can review and prepare figures and review documents and things that, um, I, I do what I can, but clearly I don't have that same level of experience. And so, you know, surrounding yourself by trusted advisors and, and co-founders, directors in different projects, whatever that have skill sets that you don't have allows you to pursue that kind of more rich dad type of life. Um, and I honestly truly believe that today was a classic example of that difference in perspective, really. And as I say, it's not a criticism. It's not a critique. I totally understand it, even though it's not a decision that I would ever personally make. And I guess I just want to inspire a few more people to not live recklessly, but to just take some more chances and to have more vision and to live less fearfully um, and, you know, see what opportunities can come. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to check out. So um, take chances, be compassionate, live in a beautiful state, have an open heart and an open mind. Cheers. Bye.